Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Armco trading to market Guyana's oil for one year. Devastating decision looming for the United States territories if U.S. Congress doesn't act by September 30th. CARICOM reaffirms support for Guyana's territorial integrity. COVID-19 vaccination proof now required for all green card applicants. And Cayman Islands businesses roll out mass mandate. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, September 15th. We start our report today in Guyana. Sturbrook News reports that following a responsive bid evaluation, a one-year contract to market Guyana's oil has been awarded to Saudi Arabian company Armco Trading Limited. The Saudi Arabian company was also awarded the single lift slated for this month to avoid this country's having to forfeit its one million barrel of crude, Minister of Natural Resources Vikram Bharat said. He also confirmed that Armco contract is for a year, the 12 months starting from September 2021 to August 2022 next year, and would include the scheduled September 22nd lift. The one-time approval was done simultaneously to give the procuring entity, the Ministry of Natural Resources, and the National Procurement and Tender Administration Board the time needed to complete the requirements of the Procurement Act and is the reason the decision was not yet formally announced by the National Procurement and Tender Administration Board, sources at the agency say. The Hill reports that the health care system that serves over 3.5 million United States citizens faces up to 85% cut to its federal funding allocations every few years. This is the case for five U.S. territories, American Samoa, the Commonwealth of the Northern Mariana Islands, Guam, Puerto Rico, and the United States Virgin Islands, and the Americans that live there. While Congress has provided a short-term enhanced funding solution for the U.S. territories through recent appropriations bills, they are set to expire on September 30, 2021. This could trigger a Medicaid funding cliff and result in drastic cuts to territorial Medicaid programs. The total Medicaid federal funding allotment and the federal medical assistance program percentage is capped for the U.S. territories and appropriations to temporarily increase these caps frequently expire. Currently for the 50 U.S. states and the District of Columbia, there is no cap on how much federal government can contribute to the Medicaid program because it is an open-ended federal entitlement. The federal government must meet its financial obligations on all appropriate state spending per a predetermined match formula. The U.S. territory's funding for Medicaid is capped and the match is fixed at 55% by law. This month is packed for members of Congress and their staff with many priorities, including but not limited to funding the federal government, raising the debt ceiling, and reauthorizing other pieces of critical legislation. 
Fortunately, the bipartisan bill supporting Medicaid in the U.S. Territories Act of 2021, H.R. 4406, was passed out of the House Energy and Commerce Committee in July. The bill includes an authorization for five years of Medicaid funding for Puerto Rico and eight years for other territories. H.R. 4406 also includes federal medical assistance program percentage for five years at 76% for Puerto Rico and 83% for eight years for the other territories, if approved by the U.S. Congress and signed into law by President Joseph Biden. CARICOM yesterday reiterated its unwavering support for the territorial integrity of Guyana in the wake of a mediated agreement between the Venezuelan government and the opposition restating a claim to the country's county of Essequibo. Guyana has strongly condemned this aspect of the pact between the Nicolas Maduro administration and the opposition in Mexico. Georgetown is also to write the mediators objecting on the inclusion of this country's territory in the agreement. In its statement, CARICOM said it had taken note of the negotiations in Mexico, which were mediated by Norway between representatives of the government of the Bolivarian Republic of Venezuela and the opposition, seeking to bring an end to the protracted multidimensional crisis afflicting that country. The St. Kitts Nevis Observer reported that on August 24, 2021, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention added the COVID-19 vaccine to the list of required immunization for U.S. residency and immigrant visas applicants. As a result, beginning October 1, 2021, green card applicants and immigrant visa applicants processing through the U.S. consulate abroad will be required to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. For background, as a part of the immigration residency process, applicants are required to undergo a medical examination, testing, and to receive age-appropriate vaccinations for a variety of preventable diseases before obtaining U.S. residency. Who is required to have the COVID-19 vaccine under the new policy? All immigrants applying for adjustment of status inside the United States and all immigrants abroad applying for an immigrant visa through the U.S. consulate. Unlike current vaccines, which are administered during the required immigration medical exam, under the new COVID-19 requirement, immigrants aged 12 years and older must complete the COVID-19 vaccine series, one or two doses depending on formulation, and provide documentary proof to the USCIS State Department authorized doctor before completion of the medical examination. To qualify, COVID-19 vaccines must be recognized for use by either the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, which are currently Pfizer, Moderna, and Janssen, Johnson & Johnson, or the World Health Organization, WHO, in the country where the medical examination is conducted. COVID-19 vaccines administered overseas must be documented on the DS-3025 and for countries with e-medical systems on Form 951. 
Immigrants who do not want to take the COVID-19 based upon religious or moral convictions may apply for a waiver from the vaccine requirement with U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. Waiver requests must include documentation that the applicant is requesting an individual waiver based on religious or moral convictions and are not guaranteed to be approved. If a waiver is denied and the immigrant refuses to complete the COVID-19 vaccine series, his or her case will be denied and he or she will no longer be eligible to obtain a green card or immigrant visa to the United States. St. Lucia Times reports that Prime Minister Philip Pierre disclosed on Tuesday that the police are stretched with over 150 officers in quarantine. Feeling questions from reporters in relation to curfew violations, the Prime Minister explained that there's nowhere to put people when they are arrested. Only yesterday I got a report that the police station had to be closed or the shift drastically reduced because someone was arrested with COVID and the whole station has to go into quarantine. There is no place to put people when you arrest them, Pierre asserted. He said the previous administration destroyed custody suits. According to Pierre, any time COVID-19 positive individual is arrested, the entire police squad has to go into quarantine. The police are stretch. Some things they want to do, they can't do. They simply don't have the numbers. And this is why we've added another layer of enforcement, which was ticketing, the PM explained, adding that the ticketing system will be in place very soon. Cayman News Services reports that banks, supermarket shops, and other retail services, as well as government offices in the Cayman Islands, were doubling down on mass mandates Tuesday, with the news that a school child had tested positive for COVID-19, making it likely that the coronavirus, most probably the Delta variant, is spreading throughout the community. The Cayman Islands Bankers Association asks people to bank online, but if they must visit a branch to wear a mask. Sanitation stations are being reinstated in most businesses and government offices. They are also introducing mask, sanitation, and social distancing. However, even before local businesses roll out mandates for customers as well as staff, the Cayman community has already taken to wearing masks again and ensuring they practice other COVID protocols. It is clear that people understand that in order to avoid a lockdown, basic health and safety protocols, in addition to getting vaccinated, are the best solutions. HaitiNews.com reports that Cuba is striving to reduce COVID-19 cases. The Cuban government continues to work on reducing the number of deaths, ICU admissions, and daily cases related to COVID-19 pandemic, while urging Cubans to strictly follow sanitary guidelines. Cuban President Miguel Diaz-Canel urged local governments across the country to use medical oxygen more efficiently and monitor home hospitalization of people infected with the coronavirus. 
Being rigorous in demanding the following of protocols must be constant and part of the daily analysis to get rid of those problems, he said during a recent government meeting. He also said that strict fulfillment of sanitary guidelines would support the huge efforts the island has been making as a part of the ongoing COVID-19 inoculation program. The Caribbean nation logged 8,034 new cases of coronavirus on Sunday, along with 80 more related deaths, taking the country's caseload to 745,202 and the debt total to 6,299. At present, the westernmost province, Pinar del Rio, sees the highest COVID-19 transmission rates across the country, according to Francisco Duran, National Director of Hygiene and Epidemiology at the Cuban Ministry of Public Health. Nationwide in Cuba, local partial lockdown restrictions are in place, including restrictions of people's movement during nightly hours and suspension of in-person classes until children get vaccinated. Cuba expects to speed up the pace of the national immunization campaign, vaccinating more than 5 million people against COVID-19 through September, including children ages 2 to 18 years of age. A year and a half into the pandemic in Cuba, more than 6.7 million people, or about 60 percent of Cuba's nationals age 19 and above, have now received the first dose of the coronavirus vaccine. And finally, HaitianNews.net reports that the forests in Latin America and the Caribbean are key to environmental sustainability and food security, said a UN official on Monday. Julio Berdigue, regional representative of the Food and Agricultural Organization, highlighted the importance of forests in improving people's livelihood, counteracting the impacts of climate change, and halting biodiversity loss. Forests have a strategic role to play in the future resilience of food systems. Sustainable forest products allow for increased social, economic, and environmental benefits, he said in a statement that was issued from the Food and Agricultural Organization Regional Office for Latin America and the Caribbean in Santiago, Chile, as a part of the conclusion from the 32nd session of the Latin America and Caribbean Forestry Commission. According to the Food and Agricultural Organization, forests provide ecosystem services that are crucial for agriculture, such as regulating river flow, protecting the soil, and replenishing groundwater. South America has lost 2.6 million acres of forests each year from 2010 to 2022, the second highest rate in the world after Africa, according to the Food and Agricultural Organization data. The Latin America and Caribbean Forestry Ministry also underlined the importance of access to land and resources and forest investment and how these can improve the well-being of women, youth, and indigenous communities. The 32nd Latin America and Caribbean Forestry Commission took place September 6 to 10th, with Jamaica serving as host country and was attended by more than 100 experts. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, September 15th. 
I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and follow us on Facebook. <music>